Hello and welcome to the Futon. I'm your host, Mike, and with your co-host, Zach. All right. So today on the Futon, me and Zach are going to be going over a couple questions. Um, just kind of a Q&A, just going back and forth. Uh, I'm going to have a question for him. He's going to question me, just kind of getting our perspective on things. All right. So first question I have for you is what do you think about the translation in the Bible where it says thou shalt not murder? Are you referring to the fact that a lot of people translate it to kill? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a pretty obvious thing. Like, I think that, Thou shalt not kill, like, people use that as a, con- like, oh, that's something that the Bible contradicts, but it's like, you know, we have similar words that mean different things and things like that, so I don't think it's a hard conclusion to make when God tells people, especially the Israelites in the Old Testament, to go and fight, and he tells, I don't remember where he says this, but he says to go and kill these like, nations don't take anything back, like, right? Like, obviously, there are times to kill in self-defense, in, you know, protecting your people and protecting your country and things like that. Mm-hmm. But obviously, if it's just for selfish gain, like David killing... Um, Bathsheba's husband. Bathsheba, yeah. Bathsheba's husband, throwing him in the front lines, like, that's murder. Mm-hmm. That's killing, but it's the um, unjustified type of killing, which is what's called murder. Yeah. So I, I think that, like, when I did see a video recently of somebody pointing that out, and I, I was just kind of like, I feel like that's kind of obvious. But obviously for people who don't know, who aren't really involved in Christianity and reading the Bible, I understand why that would be confusing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's people who take it literally, like, when they see the translation, thou shalt not kill. And they'll see it and they'll say, okay, well, soldiers aren't going to heaven. Uh, Like, people on death row aren't going to heaven because they've broken this law. And it's like, well, the Hebrew Hebrew word is for murder. The one they used in the the Bible, right? The Hebrew word, because they had two different words for kill. I think it was two. I think it was death or something like that. Yeah. Or uh, to kill somebody or something like that. One is murder and then one is like killing. Yeah. And so like when they used, uh, when they wrote the Bible in Hebrew, they used the word for murder. And murder, like you said, is like going out of your way to, uh, going out of your way to end somebody's life. And it not be for a just cause, I think. I guess that would be the best way to say it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. No, 100%. And I think that that's, um, like, I do I do think people take certain things literally like that. And I, you know, I think that that is a big, I think that's a pretty large problem in looking in the big picture of things because, like, 
if they read, if you just read that, right, out of context, not the correct, like, translations, not knowing what they meant, right, which mm -hmm. it is hard to know if you don't see the context, if you don't read the other parts of the Bible. So, like, when other people find other verses that seem to contradict that, right, it makes the people who don't know what it actually means, people saying, oh, soldiers aren't going to heaven, people who, like, kill people even on accident or if like people who defend themselves whatever you know what i mean if they're saying that those people are going to go to hell then it that that fallacy opens up for other people to be like oh there's another reason to doubt christianity yeah. because if you know if these people ignore the things in the bible that contradict like because there are reasons why like what we what people are taught in christianity the bible contradicts that like sometimes mistakes happen and that's fine but if it contradicts then that means something needs to change mm -hmm. you know what i mean because like obviously people are like um like if things are said differently in the new testament than the old testament there's a reason and a lot of people like don't know why it seems like but like for example, Leviticus, those are a bunch of rules that aren't rules anymore, mm -hmm. right? but it's because context clearly says that's for the Israelites to set themselves apart from other nations. So like without knowing that, obviously it looks a little weird for the Bible to be blatantly contradicting itself and takes away its validity unless you have all of the information. That's good. <laughs> I didn't think about it like that. But I mean, to me, to me, it just like it simplifies. It simplifies down to like because there's not a because the languages differ so so much. When you go from uh, Hebrew to Latin to Spanish to Italian to English to whatever you have to do to get from one language to another. And it differs so much when we talk about like what word means what thing, because like you said, in America, we have words that mean multiple different things, but they're just one word and you could mean it so many different ways. But like you said, it also depends on context. It's like, are you, are you listening to before and after that thing is said? Mm -hmm. And are you just taking that middle thing and just twisting it? And a lot of people do. They just take one verse and they're like, oh, well, defend this. And it's like, well, I can easily do that if I just read before it and after it. Yeah, it's like, a, like if you're not doing that, you're basically just, it, it's the same thing. It's just a straight up ignoring variables. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in a math question, you have to have all the variables to be able to get the right answer. It's the same thing when you're trying to like receive or absorb information. You have to get all the information and not just take something out of content. Yeah, the three C's of of uh, reading is context, context, and context. Boys, close the So, uh, that's a very, it's a very good answer to the question number one. I, I think that was very well said. Do you have anything? If not, I have a couple of questions that I have. Mm. I'm, I'm still thinking. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So, uh, in Revelations, my Bible study with the church that we're at, we just mm -hmm. got done reading Revelations, right? Yes. Um, and in one, in the chapter, it speaks of the two witnesses, 
Now, mm-hmm. we in the Bible study we've had this conversation. We've we've talked about this. I want to get your two cents on who do you think those two witnesses either will be or are. Me and you, man. <laughs> no, um, uh, yeah, uh, I haven't read Revelation in a long time, man, but I, I do remember always thinking that it was going to be the two guys who technically didn't die. And that was going to be Enoch. Wait. Mm-hmm. Enoch? Enoch was plucked from the earth. Yeah, yeah Enoch and Elijah. Okay. And Jay. That's who I always thought it was. Like Why is that? Because they were plucked up. They were brought to heaven. Right, and so they were never died. So then they come back. I don't know. Like that just always made sense in my brain. I, I, I read Revelation when I was a kid. I did a Bible study back then, but um, I don't know. It might have to do with the Left Behind movie. But I think they may have said something in that. I don't know, dude. I was <laughs> I was a malleable mind back then. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, true. I don't. I I don't have two people that I think would be the witnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I don't think there's anybody on the earth right now that fits the description. Oh, you're talking about like presently on earth? Yeah. Like, oh, it's going to be Biden and Trump. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't presently think there, there are the two witnesses here already. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think like, I don't think the end times will happen tomorrow. I could be surprised because I don't know, but that's just my two cents, and that's why I told the guys at the Bible study is just because I don't I don't know that much about it though. Like yeah. that was actually my first time reading all the way through Revelations. Like obviously I've read parts of it, bits and parts, but I've never written I've never read all the way through, and so that doing that this time was kind of uh, mind blowing. To hear, to hear like a pastor's point on revelations and like, and hearing him talk about like, uh, the sea of the dead. And when he starts talking about the, the Lamb's book of life and mm-hmm. like all of these things, and it's like hearing his perspective because he's learned the Bible and he, he's, he's kind of like, he's 75 years old. This man has been, this man has been waiting on this time to come mm-hmm. for a while now. Yeah. But I mean, he's just like he's so wise and the pastor. Yeah, yeah. the way he talks about it is just it. it it's not scary. Mm-hmm. It's not scary. It's not like he's like you're gonna like. He's not sitting there shouting at you, turn or burn. You know what I'm saying? Like he's actually just giving you the. He's laying it out, and Run he's down, he, yeah. and he's just like he's informing you, and like that that. That's why I love going to the Bible studies because I get to more I get to know more knowledge and I get to hear different people's perspectives. Yeah. And like there's a lady there that comes to Bible study on Wednesdays and she's and she knew nothing about Revelations. Like she's never even read the book Revelation. She's never read the book in the Bible before. Yeah. So she had no idea what she was walking into and she got scared. Uh-huh. Like she was like she was like, I don't I, I don't want this to happen and I like I don't know what this is and and so like it was kind of cool because like I I had read some of these parts before and I yeah. I had my thoughts on them and so I got to give my th- my two piece on it and it was it was pretty cool and so but on this specific topic of the two witnesses I don't know 
Did, what did what did they say? What like what did they have like theories? Because like the Bible doesn't say who it is, so there's no reason for us to like. It's literally a guessing game, and yeah. no matter what it is, it doesn't really matter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like obviously God's will, but like we're allowed to. So I mean, Pastor Melvin didn't. Pastor Melvin didn't say who it was, like who he thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but he knew that the throne was in Jerusalem. Yeah. When reading through this part, it's okay. it talks about the throne. The Antichrist. Yes. Uh, the throne. Because of because of the synagogue that was just built, or the mosque that was just built in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. in like the dead center of Jerusalem. Yeah, I actually was just talking about that specific part with my, um, I guess it's my aunt's husband this past week, and uh, so your uncle. Uh, yes, yeah, so. <laughs> this is like the second time I've met him in like my whole life. Um, so super cool dude, super cool dude. But uh, he got to drinking a little bit, and he was going off about like he's like, man, dude, end times are here, man. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like he was going off, and like I, everybody else in my family, like he knew that I, because the last time I talked to him, apparently I met him when I was a kid. I don't remember. Hmm. Apparently, I told him he, he was my best friend. This is my dad's side. Um, but uh, that's what random people say. Yeah. <laughs> hey, brother, I was your best friend when you were a kid. Well, no, apparently, I had to hold him. I was like, I was like, you know what, Todd? You're my best friend. He's like a four year old. But, um, but yeah, last time I saw him, I was like, I was a youth leader. And so he asked me if I was still doing that stuff now. And I told him, I'm still following Christ, obviously, but I'm not like, like working at a church anymore. And, uh, and uh but we ended up getting talking and then like you know then everybody was like around and he was getting louder and louder and louder and everybody was getting involved and like it was, it was pretty funny but it was a good conversation and he and he brought that up specifically which it's just been a long time and i like kind of forgot about like that's a pretty specific prophecy like it's just like temple in jerusalem he's gonna sit in the throne in the holy land anything like that i think that's how he put it but i don't know if that's how it is in the Something like that, yeah. Yeah, some some interesting. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty weird, like how everything is, how everything is lining up with the Book of Revelation, and it's like, like in real life, yeah, like, and then to kind of backpack off of that question now my third one is how long do you think it's going to take for the euphrates river to dry up completely well because it's already last time i looked into this mm-hmm. it was already like like dried up by like 50 percent or something mm-hmm. like that like it was a lot mm-hmm. but it was over a long period i think time. it was i think it was like it used to be like 27 miles i think long mm-hmm. or wide and now Whoa, it's like that's a huge river. I don't know if that's right. So it's something like that. Twenty-seven feet. Or tw- I know it's not feet. That's, that sounds stupid. I'm gonna look it up real quick, yeah. only because I, I like. Please we do because like super machines in our pockets. Yeah. So why not? Just don't keep it right next to your. Uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> The radiation, man. Mm-hmm. 
So 2,000 meters at the outlet, 150. It, its width ranges from 150 meters to more than 2,000 meters at the outlet. Um, so the so, fertile soil around it has turned into dry and arid land. So it's like in between. So at, at it's like at it's like middle part. It's 150 meters wide. Used to be, mm -hmm. and it's like cut that by half, and now that the, the dirt around it is dry. Yeah, I haven't looked into it. So like obviously the numbers are trying to hard to just come up with but yeah like i remember people saying that but it was over a long period of time like obviously it's getting close but you know i think a lot of people and, and correct me if i'm wrong you're studying revelation but in my mind i've been i've thought about the fact that regarding like yes there are things that are lining up with what's going on in revelation but I don't think that it all needs to happen like all at once or even within the same couple of years. Now the tribulation I'm pretty sure is all going to be within a couple of years, mm -hmm. which brings me to my next question. But, um, um, but it's like, I don't know. I think it could be like over a hundred years. Like, yeah, 100%. Like that's a, that's what I'm trying to get at is like revelation is, is a very specific book mm -hmm. and there are very specific things that happen. And very specific things that are left out. Exactly. Which I think is really interesting. Like, who were the two witnesses, right? Mm -hmm. Which, like, could be anybody, obviously. Um, could but be it me. could have all, like, so I, have, I know people who have theories that the two witnesses could have already existed. Mm. Like, I think somebody, which, to be fair, I've been around a lot of crazy people. But um, somebody said the past. that Billy Graham was one of them. And he spoke to more people than Paul did. Yeah, like that's true. Statistically, you yeah. know what I'm saying. So I mean, obviously, it depends. Yeah. Technically, on he's still to speaking to people today. Yeah, exactly. Like he, his legacy. Has yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, because with there's no way you can there's no way you can put a start time on that. It's like when Billy Graham was born, yes, but he didn't he didn't fully know Jesus when he was born. Yeah, he had to he had to grow up and he had to learn to love Jesus the way he loved Jesus mm -hmm. and growing up in his lifetime where do you where do you put that starting point at which like you would be like okay like start from here and you can measure out when like when revelations is going to go so it's like it's, it's very impossible to to or not very impossible very improbable to stake down a point in time where you can say okay revelations has started now yeah or like like we're in the middle of it like we yeah. might be at the end we might be at the beginning like that's the whole thing is we don't know like, exactly we just know when it's too late like at a certain point and it brings me back to the the episode of the office when uh when uh oh i don't know that guy's name he plays in uh the hangover and he plays in the office uh I don't know. Yeah, but, Ed, uh, no, his name's not Ed. Ed. No, not Ed Harris. That's the bald dude. Um, yeah, he plays Andy. Yes, in, in, yeah. Andy, when he goes, when, like, isn't it, isn't it so, or something like this, like, isn't it so sad when you, you can't realize you're in the good times till they're past? And it's like, we're not going to realize we're in Revelation until it's done. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what's crazy. Yeah, and I, that's, 
Yeah, that actually brings me to my question, if you're ready. Please. Go ahead. Because, so a lot of people, which honestly, if you know what verse it is, we should pull it up because I am curious because it's been, like I said, 20 times now, it's been a minute. But uh, do you think, this is regarding the rapture. Okay. Before, during, or after tribulation? Hmm. That's a tough one. Because you could, you could say before, and That's what most people say, yeah, you could say before, and then the fact that the tribulation happens, you have to like kind of like go through it before you're good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you could say after, and the fact that you had to go through the tribulation was to be able to be raptured, right? Wait, say that again. I said you could say before, like like most people. And you have to go through the tribulation because you didn't get raptured, mm-hmm. right? Or you had to go through the tribulation to be raptured. You know what I'm saying? I I do I do hear what you're saying, but I'm I think of it more along the lines of in the mindset of we don't know when it's happening, mm-hmm. right? Until it's too late, right? So if the rapture is after, then the rapture is the last thing, or it's like. People are like, everybody's gone. Mm-hmm. That was the rapture. Crap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're like, like those that's are- when it's too late. And I think that like that might be a big like because if it's before, then it's like like I feel like it would be like obviously like sounds weird, but I feel like it would be too easy because then it's like, oh, all these people just randomly disappeared and we happen to have these this one abundantly objectively really important like to the world religion that preaches that that's going to happen and the four people or the 50 people that i happen to know follow that religion just disappeared and that's the religion that talks about a rapture and it's like oh okay cool we're all like who wouldn't follow them at that follow christianity at that point that's true but but in the bible it does say that all tongues all knees will bow and all tongues will confess. And I think that's it could be that reason why is because when the rapture happens, then all people will recognize, oh, I've I've been doing the wrong thing. Mm. And it's not it's not like calling like it's not like blatantly just calling you dumb or like uh you know misguided. It's just saying like God's just saying like, okay, those who have been faithful. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, not the. It's, I swear, okay, not trying to call people out, not 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 doing anything like that. But these Sunday goers, the the fill my bucket up on a Sunday and dump it out the rest of the week. Those are those people are not going to be raptured. I promise you. <laughs> like, oh yeah, if you're not doing Like, if you're not, if you go on Sunday just for the attendance, then. You need to know Jesus a little bit better, mm-hmm. and so it's like. Well, it's just that that that's not the right reason to be doing things. That's and true. That's one hundred percent true. Because they could be true Christians, but they're if they're not like. If they're not if living, they're not like actively seeking. You know what I mean? Like they could be born again, but if they're not actively seeking and they're just going with emotions because that's what it means, it's because they're not actually like. It's because they're not seeking Christ. It's because they're not developing that relationship. Right. 
And so that kind of that kind of brings me to my fourth question mm-hmm. is what do you think about the translation issues with the current Bible? Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about if we're talking about people who aren't truthfully seeking Christ, then there are some issues with the current translation of the Bible that could pop that could lead people to thinking that it's what they're doing is okay. Sure, sure, sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hundred percent. I think that um, I think that obviously there's a way to, there's a way to solve it, right? Mm-hmm. Now we do have the track records of where like what translations have been and where it came from and what original languages they came from and that's mm-hmm. um oh my gosh greek obviously but arabic no hebrew hebrew why can i not remember that word um yeah so we know that's where it came from and so what a lot of people do which i think is a very smart thing is by looking at what it says in hebrew what it is excuse me in hebrew right mm-hmm. and you can't go from you know the surface level straight to Hebrew because it is translated it mistranslated. So you have to go to what it was. You have to go down all the way, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but once you get back to the Hebrew, you got to know what that means. And then you can properly, you know, um, distinguish or discern what it actually means. Yeah. Now I will say that from what we were saying before that like, people just taking stuff out of context and people like, you know, even just letting their own opinions get in the way of what, or use the Bible to justify their own opinions by taking stuff out of context. I think that's a big problem too. But when it comes to translations, I think that there's, um, I think that that's a big, I think a, a good defense to, the issues that 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 could come with that mm-hmm. would be, you know, a relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. because with Christ you will have the discernment to know and be like, hmm, you know what I mean, like blah, blah. Plus, when you study it, you should look at the source material and things like that, because obviously, like, it's like telephone you go, stuff goes through. It's filtered. Yeah, it's filtered and stuff at the end. So eventually it'll sound different. So on that note, because you're talking about going back and like going back to the source material, what do you do about the lazy Christians? What do you mean? What do you do about the people who don't want to go back and just want to read it for what it is? How do you how do you inform them that that you know thou shalt not kill doesn't actually mean just killing it specifically talks about murder yeah, yeah like yeah, that's yeah. an example obviously we talked about that first so of course well to, like I, i'll say it depends on who it is because it's not our job to just go out go around and tell people that they're wrong mm-hmm. at least in my opinion but you know if if there are people that you're discipling that is where that matters that's where that comes in and so <clears throat> So if, like, if I'm discipling someone and, you know, I'm going to use my discernment and my, you know, my whatever spiritual filter Christ is going to give me through 
the abiding that I do with him and the, you know, things like that. You know what I mean? That developing of that relationship, um, which gives me the spiritual discernment, like I said, or wisdom or whatever. That's something that I can use with people who are in disciple. But when it comes to other people, like, yes, like say like you were teaching something that was incorrect, right? Mm -hmm. um, like, obviously I would be like, hey, this is why, you know what I mean? Like there, there is accountability, especially when it comes to, or there needs to be accountability, especially when it comes to leaders. You know what I mean? People who are leading, especially larger groups of like Christians, because like you're just going to be going astray for like either a simple mistake, right? Or because somebody's purposefully trying to teach you something that's incorrect. Either way it's wrong and either way it can cause problems. Yeah. Sorry, maybe I got off track. But no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I, I think it's just like it's on us to make sure that we're good. And then whoever we are speaking to or like have a relationship with where we see the um the path to be able to keep those people accountable, that's what we should be focusing on. There's gonna be people all over the world teaching the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe that could be somebody's mission one day to be like, all right, I'm going to go and fix this. And I'm going to go and debate people. I mean, people do that all the time. I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to go and debate this person because I know that this could cost somebody's eternal like life yeah. mean, by teaching something that's incorrect and causing them to turn away. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like, maybe that can be somebody's mission. And I, I fully support that. But, uh, you know, I think that that can't be someone's mission if that person isn't building that relationship with Christ to have their own spiritual discernment and things like that. Sorry, I'm talking in circles. No, you're okay. <clears throat> um, I believe that that is all the...